a few personal statements here. Let's take a look at these applications. Okay. Hmm. All right. I walked early in life at six months, talking by the age of one. In kindergarten, I was class president. By fourth grade, I was the best trumpet player in the world, according to my mom. Whew. Okay, uh, that's an interesting approach. Let's uh, take a look. I'm kind of done with that one. Hmm. Okay, let's see here. All right. Um, hmm. Emergency medicine is like a light feather of a newborn chick, blowing in the sweet summer wind. On the crimson horizon of the vista of my life, I sense and then see a dark and intimidating storm slowly approaching. Fear should enter, but it avails me. <laughs> wow. So does this personal statement. Woo, gosh. Okay. All right, let's, uh, let's try another one here. All right, next applicant, let's see. There we were, his life in my hands. 29,000 feet up on Everest, separated for days from our team and too weak to descend. My climbing partner was kept alive by the cricothyrotomy I had done with simply a pair of toenail clippers and a bottle opener. I knew we would make it, and at that point, emergency medicine was for me. Wow, uh, that's pretty intense. Okay, wow. I hear a podcast. So we have to talk about personal statements. Everyone stresses over their personal statements. Why? Probably because you actually have to write something and make yourself sound interesting and desirable for a residency position. But you know what, Scott? It's just not an incredibly important part of your overall application. Necessary? Yes. Crucial? Not really. Nate, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think it really stresses us out to write about these things. It's difficult for me to just put pen to paper and come out with kind of how you feel. There's, there's a lot of issues surrounding it. Uh, is there any objective data on the personal statements out there? Well, not a lot. Um, I actually did a quick uh, lit search this morning, and I really couldn't even find much out there suggesting that people even really care about personal statements, believe it or not. Um, sure, there, there was a survey done back in 2000 looking at uh, what residency programs think are important parts of an application. Uh, and in that study, personal statements came in last behind board scores, behind EM rotation grades and letters of recommendation, even behind extracurricular activities uh, and even what medical school you attend. And in uh, 2009 and 2012, uh, two more studies, again, looking at selection criteria, the first one across multiple specialties and the, the second more recent one looking at emergency medicine specifically. Uh, in those studies, there wasn't even any mention at all of personal statements. Man, that's kind of disappointing. I mean, I thought the personal statement was such a big deal, but I guess that's not the case. And I think that would jive with my view of the personal statements and in talking with a lot of other people who do what we do. Uh, so I guess what we're trying to get across is that the personal statement is probably not going to be a big deciding factor about whether you match into EM or not, but it, you know, maybe it serves a purpose. If the program's on the fence about inviting you to an interview, you know, maybe they're going to look at that. Uh, certainly, 
I really like to read it while I'm doing the interview to be a guide to learn about the applicant. So I'm with you. I don't think the personal statement's going to make or break the offer for the interview, but I really think it kicks in when we talk about the interview and what we can discuss during the interview. On the other hand, it really might hurt you if you're not careful. And I look at this as a screening for bad behavior or personality red flags. And I, I just kind of look out for some red flags. Yeah, me too. I, I, I definitely love reading personal statements, even if they really aren't um, hugely important in the grand scheme of things. But uh, definitely you can get some insight into applicants. But because these are personal statements after all, um, and obviously everybody's personal statement is going to be different, uh, and there's really no way that we can tell all of you what to write or how to write it, I think what's best is that we're just going to simply give you some ideas of what we think are good do's and don'ts of uh, writing a personal statement. I love it, Nate. So why don't you jump in here? Give us a do and a don't uh, about the beginning. All right. Well, so overall, um, personal statements are, again, personal, right? So do tell us something about yourself. Uh, you want your reader to have uh, a better sense of who you are as a person by the time they finish reading it. Uh, and hopefully this will make them want to meet you in person. Wink, wink, perhaps at an interview. Uh, on the other hand, do not make anything up. If uh, you're not an interesting person uh, like myself, then you'll have to go with uh, a little bit different strategy. But just make sure you're not embellishing, don't exaggerate, uh, and don't lie about anything you've done or seen or plan on doing in the future. Best case scenario, nobody finds out, but it's still unprofessional. Worst case, you get caught during your interview, and now everyone will think that if you lied in a personal statement, what's to stop you from lying when writing a note or presenting a patient? So how about, uh, Scott, what do you think about uh, the idea of a theme for a personal statement? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. I think y you might give one or two things that you're going to say and kind of stick to that. And I think you really need to divide it up into three different regions. And we'll talk about that a little bit more as we unpack it. But you, you've really, just like anything, I think you've got to have such a strong beginning. Usually it's the first few words of a personal statement that will either grab our attention and keep our interest or we're just going to keep going. Uh, the middle needs to have some details. And then again, your ending has got to be strong. Uh, otherwise, if there's no theme to this, and it's not organized, it just might sound rambling or tangential or disorganized. And instead of inviting you for an interview, they mail back like an antipsychotic to you. So I've really read some good personal statements where the theme is maybe a theme of growth about how you've developed your skills over your lifetime. Or maybe there's a theme of overcoming obstacles, perhaps. I remember some that, you know, the person had the unfortunate diagnosis of leukemia or maybe had a death of a, of a loved one. And, and really how that proved to be an opportunity for perseverance and courage and growth, an obstacle. So I think another thing is maybe the parallel. So a parallel between maybe medicine and, and a, a theme of maybe a career in music, or maybe a hobby or uh, an interest. So I, I like those parallels that they, if it's a theme that resonates with you, that describes you, I think it's a reasonable theme to go to as long as it's not too out there. Now, here's a do not with your theme, okay? Don't make it a theme of criticism. Nobody really likes to hear someone complain. And even worse, I don't like to read about someone complaining. So resist the criticism to kind of criticize your kindergarten teacher and then your high school teacher and your college teacher and your residents. It's just, first of all, not nice. And secondly, you're just going to come across as a downer. 
And nobody wants to have Eeyore as a resident. They'd rather have Tigger. So I resist the temptation to criticize. Um, I did read one personal statement where the poor applicant threw their parents under the bus and kind of described how they let them down and were not that great. And it just really didn't land well. And this person was a great applicant, but it was just such a yellow flag and it kind of dominated the conversation that it, it just didn't land well. So I would be careful also with being overconfident. So you want to be confident, but don't want to come across as arrogant or overstrong. So, you know, one was talking about how they, uh, you know, were, were so much better than the other residents, how they were terrible, they didn't know what they were doing, and they needed their help. And, you know, really as a student, that's not your role to kind of show off your medical knowledge in that fashion. I think humility, perseverance, and knowledge are kind of things that need to be proven and not talked about. So, confident, absolutely helpful, but resist that temptation to be an overconfident or critical of somebody else. So, Nate, after we've got the theme, we've got a strong beginning, um, let's talk over the whole personal statement. Is it okay if I'm not a linguistics major or, or have a PhD in English? Is it okay to have mistakes? Yeah, that's a great question. And first of all, I, I just I have to reiterate everything you said there um, in terms of just being positive and not criticizing other other people in your personal statement. Definitely very important. Um, but yeah, so is it okay uh, if you don't have your doctorate in English literature, for example? Well, um, sorry, you do. You actually have to have an English PhD. No, I'm just kidding. You, you don't have to be the best uh, author. You don't have to be an award-winning author. You just have to write something that sounds professional, and it uh, truly has to read well. I mean, use spell check, proofread your personal statement more than once, probably more than twice or three times. Have your parents look at it. Have your roommate look at it. Have your have your dog look at it. Uh, you just want to make sure that you don't have any punctuation or grammatical errors. And uh, look, we know that you weren't an English major, probably, except those of you who were. Uh, but if you truly can't construct uh, a complete sentence, or worse, if you can't spell emergency medicine, then I, you know the the reader is just not going to be able to take the rest of your application seriously. So, again, do look over your personal statements for those little details. Make sure your quotation marks are. Uh, use correctly. Make sure you're indenting and using proper spacing and spelling and all that stuff. Now, do not be too creative. And, um, I mean, be creative, just not too creative. Just about every personal statement I've ever read started out with something like, it was the middle of the night when my pager went off. Or, it was just another day in the ED, but we had no idea what was about to happen next. Uh, look, I get that you want your personal statement to grab the reader's attention from the start, even if it does end up sounding a little bit like a BuzzFeed article, and, and that's okay. But remember that, again, this is a professional essay. It's sort of an extension of, say, an objective section on a CV. Uh, so definitely no uh, poems or haikus or crossword puzzles. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, you really want to be careful. Not everyone is gifted as being a writer for The New Yorker. And so unless you've got those literary skills, I'd really keep this extremely safe. This is not the time to really kind of challenge the, the standard and stand out in a good way. I think that's usually going to land probably poorly for you.
Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. You know, if your personal statement ends up being some, you know, stellar piece of literature that you can uh, put on your refrigerator or, or frame and put on your wall, I mean, that's great. But if you know that you're not going to be able to put something together like that, I mean, just stick with something basic. Stick with something that, you know, maybe isn't going to catch too much attention but still be on the safe side. Absolutely. Now, kind of going along with that, segueing into our, you know, kind of a next question here, uh, Scott, what do you think about actually using a personal statement to bring up uh, your own personal opinions on things? Oh, man, that is raising the lightning rod in the middle of a storm, Nate. I really think you got to be careful and, and keep it safe, like we said. you got to stay away from controversial issues, okay? This is not the time when you need to be talking about your presidential candidate for you know, the running of the president of the United States. This is really just not the time to discuss those kind of things, okay? Uh, I think your opinion on, on hot topics in emergency medicine as if you're some kind of, you know, political advocacy person, leave that for another time, okay? You just really never know who will be reading your personal statements. Maybe they have very passionate views on these political statements about, you know, gun control and, and, and other hot topics right now. So just really keep that stuff it's just not the right time. All right, this is not the best platform for stirring the pot. The, the other thing that you might want to be careful with is oftentimes you feel like this is your opportunity to speak about what emergency medicine really means, as if you're going to redefine it. So sometimes a personal statement will say, well, to me, emergency medicine is the chance to take care of the marginalized, the homeless, the hurting, the deprived, and also to run AIDS tests on everybody in society. And again, from the standpoint of being a student, it's hard to really say that you're coming at this from an authoritative point where you can really start to redefine what emergency medicine should and shouldn't be. So that might come across as a little bit of a know-it-all. It might come across as aggressive. And I'd, I'd really steer clear of these kind of statements. You'd be surprised how common it is that people feel the need to really define emergency medicine for themselves. In that same thing, uh, Nate, what do you think about sometimes describing the ideal program, kind of what you're looking for and maybe fishing for a line where you're going to have this kind of, you know, farmersonly.com kind of a match about what you're looking for in a program in the personal statement? You know, so I can see that um, that being something uh, that, that's tempting to write about. Um, certainly you're applying for a specific emergency medicine program and, and you want to, you know, tell, definitely tell yourself that you're a good fit for them and they're a good fit for you. But I think you have to be careful. Uh, you really are writing just one personal statement that's going to go out to a whole bunch of different programs. And to have a very specific wish list of what you want that program to be, uh, I think you run the risk of mal-aligning perhaps your expectations, right? So if you write a you know just beautiful personal statement about how you definitely want to go into a program where there's the newest, nicest ultrasound machines, there's, uh, for example, an inpatient tox rotation, there's a fellowship in uh, research, uh, but then your application goes out and that personal statement goes out to a program that doesn't have that, uh, you may come across as being someone who's uh, maybe a little needy or picky or just not all that insightful as to what that program's offering, and then that, that can uh, potentially hurt you there. Yeah, Nate, I think you've laid out a really good example of some do's and don'ts in emergency medicine personal statements. I think uh, a closing thing would be that the closing's got to be strong. You want the closing to end with a concept that really defines you. 
And I think of all things, the intro and the closing have got to be similar. Some people bring it full circle and they end with their beginning and the theme connects. And I kind of like that tidy package. And I would encourage a lot of our listeners to consider that as one possible way to do a good personal statement. Sometimes it needs to have an ending which says, look, I've worked hard. I feel like I have what it takes. I'm ready to learn. And I can't wait to get into emergency medicine. And that's really the way you want your personal statement to land. Nate, a lot of programs are reading 500, 1,000 personal statements. How long should these really be? Should we go and express the margins of every possible category and make it a 10-point font? Should we only have a few sentences? What's a good length? Uh, no more than 20 pages. <laughs> no, really. I was, I was kidding. Please, please do not make us read something that's 20 pages long. Uh, no, a personal statement, it's, it's, again, it's, um, it's a statement. It's not necessarily a thesis. And I think, you know, Scott, going back to what you were talking about, having a beginning, a middle, and an end, I sort of see that being, you know, an introduction paragraph, a few paragraphs supporting uh, your theme, and then uh, kind of a final paragraph. Usually these things shouldn't go over a page. And in fact, I, I tell all my students, don't write more than a page. Chances are nobody's going to read more than that anyway. And that gives you, I think, enough... Uh, space enough room to write something meaningful um, to tell the reader something about yourself that isn't too wordy or uh, just too difficult to get through I don't, I don't know does that sound about right to you man I think in some cases less is more absolutely and the personal statements the great example of that so I would I would agree wholeheartedly I think you're at maybe a 12 point font one page single space if you're doing more than that it's too much keep it simple Nate, any final words to share with our EM studs out there that want to match about keeping the statement personal? Well, I, the one last thing I'll say is that I, I know that it's uh, very easy to get excited about emergency medicine, and, and really that's kind of why I love my job is because I get to work with students who are just so excited about uh, learning emergency medicine. So I would say in the personal statement, don't be afraid uh, to, to go out there and say why you love emergency medicine. That's okay. Uh, even if it's something that we've heard before, and you know, chances are it probably is something we've heard before, we still value hearing that uh, in your voice from your perspective. It's okay. Just tell us why EM is for you and what uh, you think you can bring uh, to an EM program and the specialty. And listeners, if you have any questions and you want Dr. Nate to personally review your personal statements, please flood his email box and send them to nate.lewis at gmail.com. Stack of papers on my desk. I'll probably get it back to you by, I don't know, 2019. Consider it done. Well, that's another EM Stud podcast in the bag on making statements personal. If you'd like to follow Nate on Twitter, you can reach him at erdrn8. And I'm your EMED coach on Twitter, Dr. Scott Wieters. If you'd like to learn more about our organization, please feel free to reach us at www.cdemcurriculum.com. That's clerkship and directors and emergencymedicine.com. So for my host, ER Dr. Nate, this is Scott Wieters signing off for the EM Stud Podcast. Rotate well, my